What's up, beer drinkers? How y'all doing this week? Are you good? Are you happy? I'm a little bit happy. You know, football's starting, you know, as Sorcerer Chromatic and I, we love football season. It is uh, really our favorite part of the year. And, you know, in some respects, we, we have our favorites throughout the year. But, man, football just brings us joy and brings us uh, back to a... Uh, a younger time when he and I used to hang out at every 49er football game, but um, things change, things progress, things move on, if you will. And thank God we still have this podcast. Um, it, it's a new chapter in our lives, you know, and we have this podcast to work things out. And, and I got to be honest with you. I'm really frustrated right now at my computer and my programs and my setup, you know, Social Chromatic, God bless him. He had some technical difficulties, so I thought I'd buy a program to reduce the 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 background noise, the, the to like a filter, if you will. So I bought one, and I tried five times to set up to today, and it's not working. And I'm upset, and I just want to get this uh, show on because I it's important to me. Consistency is just a slight more important to me than 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 quality. Just a little bit. I just want to be consistent every week. I want to put out a show every week and give something to our listeners for them to enjoy. And um, it, it'll come. It'll come. the 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 background noise will will get elated and. It'll sound better and, and I'll be happier. But right now, I just have to just finish this up, post it, that we all can enjoy it. And we'll deal with that next week. You know what I mean? That's what you got to do. You have to pick your battles. Pick your fucking battles. And next week, I got a battle coming next week. I got kind of have a, a couple battles this week, too, <laughs> to be honest. But you'll you'll hear that later on in the show anyway. Oh man, thank God for this show because this show um it's one of the uh, one of the joys of my life. And I'll be honest with you that it is one of the joys of my life. So I that's enough of me rambling. I'm a little bit drunk, a little bit frustrated, um and a little bit tired, a little bit exhausted. So I'll I'll just end it there. Uh I do want to mention, though, to uh, email us at coldbrewpodcast at gmail.com. Friend us on Instagram and untapped. Search coldbrewpodcast. If you ever want to uh, send us a shout out or, or say what's up and let us know what's going on, either email us or just DM us. That's probably the best way to do it on Instagram. Coldbrewpodcast. All right. That's enough of me rambling and getting shit off my chest. It's time for another cold brew what's up chrome it's our turn baby beer reviews and the gucci is beer news we gucci baby this ain't our job <laughs> but we're still fly you know we're the flyers barely pay our rent we still pay our cause bills. all our money is spent hey, you know that's right on barrel eight styles mm. and barley wine we raise a glass Just to our heroes who have Talk about anything, anything our shenanigans. That's right. We do what we want. 
because we're cold brew. We're cold brew, baby. Coming at you pre-recorded from Cold Brew Studios. I am Greg. He is Sorcerer Chromatic, and we're here to talk about beer. Yes, we are. Do you want to change any of your predictions from last week? Um, no. I oh sure. I had an idea. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe we'll do it next year. But let me get this out now. Is uh, we should have uh, we should have picked a book, and then we should have all you know uh, took the over under on on every team. You know. Oh. Okay. I mean that would have taken a while, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. I like you know we'll just read like okay, you know. Um, the Niners are North. Yeah. Uh, like the the Niners are ten wins, ten ten and a half yeah. wins. So you take the over yeah. or the under, and then yeah, okay. See who hits the most on that. Yeah, that would take a while. <laughs> There's 32 teams. Yeah. <laughs> Three of us is like, that's like 90 something picks. It's almost 100 picks. 96, yes. Oh, man. Um, I like it, though. I, I do like, you know, the uh, Arizona is going to have sports betting starting September 9th. Oh, okay. FanDuel, DraftKings, and Caesar Sportsbooks are slated to open on the 9th. Uh, there's like MGM and there's a couple others. They haven't announced if they're going to start. Um, but those are the three right now that are advertising hard around here, around the Valley. So I'm excited. I, I already signed up for, for Caesars, Caesars Sportsbook. I figure because uh-huh. you can earn Caesars rewards too if, when you bet. Right. And so I, I'm thinking I'm going to, so what do you call it? Uh, just, you just, just like simple bets, like real quick, like, you know, something comes up, like maybe a Monday night game or something. Uh, Throw twenty bucks on it or something, just for fun. That'd be fun. Yeah, or maybe even some like like some futures bets, like uh, halfway through the year, maybe take the long like the long shot on on the MVP of the the league MVP. Like something like within range, though. I'm not gonna <laughs> do like oh uh, um, Joe Burrow's like two hundred fifty to one. <laughs> I'm not gonna take him. Someone from a winning team. But anyway, I, mean, yeah. I, I think it'd be kind yeah. of fun. I mean, yeah, as long as, uh, you know, you're having fun with it. It's uh, like just doing it for the novelty. Exactly. Uh, oh, crazy. Uh, get it over your head shit. But you know what, though? That gives me an idea. Maybe we should throw uh, like a real wager on the Super Bowl. Like when it comes comes around. Yeah. Like last year, we'll do our, our fun prop bets, you know, like we did last year. But. Then we'll we'll throw some money on the maybe on some, like some real money like five dollars on the coin toss and shit like that. That'd be cool. All right, but we'll talk about it later on. But uh, let's right. get to beer, shall we? Sure. All right, I have one that I got excited when I saw this, so <laughs> only because of the name. I'll just say the name right now. When hops cry. Oh, nice. It's a purple. It's got like purple velvet with the hop, like trans uh, transparent over it, but you can still see the you know the outline, and it's got a little drop coming off of it. It is a West Coast style IPA, produced and canned by Weathered Souls Brewing Company out of San Antonio, Texas. You might know Weathered Souls as the brewery that was behind the Black Is Beautiful um, beers, I guess movement right. back in the day, and. Uh, so I, I got excited because I, I just saw When Hops Cry. And I think When Doves Cry is probably my favorite Prince song. Is it? I think so. And so when I saw it, I'm like, oh, I got to get this. And I didn't even know who did it or what what kind of. Well, 
say it's a West Coast style IPA, but it didn't matter. It could have been a uh, a saison for all I care. <laughs> I still would have got it. And uh, yeah, it's a triple IPA, uh, 10.5% alcohol by volume. Now, when I looked this up, they had they have a, a, a collaboration with Mraz Brewing Company, and from all accounts, they brewed it in collaboration with Mraz Brewing Company out of uh, their out of California somewhere El Dorado Hills I think back in 2017 on uh, yeah 4 or 7 17 I, I think that's the anniversary of his death right the two year anniversary of his death what, when was it again uh, or the one year anniversary of Prince's death uh, April 7 2017 yeah I, I'm pretty sure it was in April yeah I think so too and then uh, but then that was like a uh, a double or an imperial IPA. This is a triple, and there's no Mraz Brewing markings on it. So I think they just took the uh, the name and the the recipe and brewed it themselves. But they ramped it up to a triple IPA. On Untapped, it says it's 10.9, but on the can it says 10.5 percent. So I'm going with that one. And there, it just says Amarillo, Simcoe, and Citra hops. It doesn't really um, give more than that. Let me see here. Oh, that, that's on the CSC. Yeah, see, that's the Weathered Souls and Mraz Brewing collaboration. This one here that I have in my hand is still Amarillo, Simcoe, and Citra, but also has Eldorado hops. So I'm going to go with what's on the can uh, more so than what's online. So without further ado, there you go. All right, what do you got? I got... Um from our friends up at New Glory Craft, uh, yeah, New Glory Craft Brewery. I've got their fully baked. I wanna get blunted, my brother. Ooh, okay, not the half baked, but the fully baked. Yeah, it's a American Imperial Stout brewed with toasted hemp seeds and lactose, and conditioned on cacao nibs and Madagascar bourbon vanilla. It, it's 12.50 ABV. <laughs> Holy crap! Yeah. yeah, we both got some uh, big punchers here. Right. We always say so heavy hitters, so I, I swapped it with heavy punchers or big punchers. On the label, it says, "Got the munchies? We've got you, fam. This tasty creation is just a ooey gooey, super dense rainbow sprinkle top brownie on steroids. This ultra thick with two C's." <laughs> that makes it sexier. Wait, it's ultra thick and comes in strong with flavors of chocolate, vanilla, and toasty nuttiness. Uh, you may be asking, did you infuse actual ooey gooey brownies in this bad boy? Heck yes, we did. All right, so I'm interested in this one. Or I'm excited about it. Of course, I'm interested. I wouldn't have got it. <laughs> but any further ado, Kappa. Yeah, and I got a 22. A 22. Oh, wow, nice. Those are getting a little bit more rare these days. All right, so my beer, When Hops Cry. First off, it says on the can, West Coast Style IPA. And you look at this thing. Here, I'm going to send you a picture of it. Give me your first impression. Just on, just based on looks. Just on looks. I feel so shallow. <laughs> What the heck? Why isn't it? There it goes. All right, just based on looks, would you call that a West Coast IPA? 
Um, get my phone. Open. Uh, no, I would not. Very <laughs> exactly. okay. Yeah, you cannot see through it whatsoever. And when I think of a triple IPA, I'm thinking of you know it's super dank, well, West Coast style, and it's gonna like it's gonna be a hot bomb, right? It's just gonna mm-hmm. explode all over your your senses, your your nose, your nostrils, and your taste buds are gonna be inundated with alpha acids, right? But this is definitely not a West Coast style IPA. It's good. Don't get me wrong. It is really good. Um, it's got uh, some citrus notes to it. A little bit of mango, some tropicalness going on, some tropical fruits, and but there is no way this is a West Coast style IPA. Um, I'm trying to think of a joke because since they're from Texas, you know, there's East Coast and West Coast are like right in the middle, but they're actually like South Coast, right? The dirty. <laughs> a lot of you know, a lot of Texas is South Coast. I think. San Antonio is a little bit more inland, though. I think it's more closer to the um, Texas border or the uh, Mexico border than I would say the Gulf of Mexico. But um, I'm not very good on Texas geography right now. But anyway, um, this is a really good beer. This is awesome beer. Um, I really like it um, for all the descriptions I gave, but I can't call it a West Coast IPA. And I don't know if you noticed, but like on our descriptions for the show, when we ever have an IPA, I used to put like New England style or West Coast or I just put IPA now. Fuck it. <laughs> it's like, why go, why go into all of that? People are in, it's almost like, a, you know, like a Tinder or Bumble profile. Do people really read these? Like, do people, some, re- yeah. Yeah, some, yeah, I guess uh, some, the psychos do. <laughs> yeah, some people just uh, press play. They don't give a shit what the description is. I mean, it's always nice to have in case you want to go back or for some reason you missed the uh, the opening and you want to see who, who's speaking, who's on the show, depending on what kind of show you're watching but or listening to. But for the most part, I don't even read the descriptions when I listen to podcasts. I just press play. It's all in the title. Right. All right. So how's your thick boy? Um, well, yeah, it's as advertised. This is a really, uh, really, what do I say? Yes, big with two C's stat going on here. <laughs> do you have to um, chew it? <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, very chocolatey, nice sweetness. Um, I'm enjoying it. Uh, I'm not sure about this whole nuttiness with the hemp seeds and stuff like that. But I don't know. There, there is some, like, uh, bitterness to it. Not like coffee, uh-huh. but just some, like, maybe some, uh, some good old fashioned stout bitterness. However, that might even be the uh, what you call coming through those, those seeds that they were talking about. So, hmm. is there any like is there like a butteriness or or smoothness to it? Um, I'm not sh- buttery. Uh, I don't know. This is still pretty cold for a stat right now, though. Too that open up. Oh yeah, that's true. All right, so yeah, we will untap these later on in the show. But and by then it should have opened up a little bit more. So maybe you'll get the the seeds. Not that you eat hemp seeds on the regular anyway. Uh, that's very true. Do you? No. Okay. <laughs> All right. My guy got busted. <laughs> Funny uh, not for hemp seeds, though. Come on. talk about. <laughs> All right, then. And we'll just end it with that and go to the beer news.
All right, so I have like a lot of beer um, stories because I didn't do any last week. So I have some that are built there, you know, that are stashed away. However, the backlog, backlog. There you go. Um, there's. I'm just gonna rattle through these. You let me know if any of these interest you. Um, chemist just found out a way to verify your beer's quality. Ooh, that I'll, good. I'll just hit the bullet points on this. I love how some of these are these online articles now are got the bullet points in the beginning. So if you just wanted to get the gist of it, then you could skip the whole thing. But if you really want details, then you could read it. Um, so I hit the bullet points. A new paper reveals the tens of thousands of metabolites in beer. Beer around the world differs in staple grains, brewing methods, and more. This next bullet point says the 1516 Bavarian Bavarian purity law set down influential rules for German beer because these are done by German scientists um, coming up or figuring out the uh, the exact molecular weight and perform the chemical analysis two different ways. The first method, um, they weighed the beer's metabolites and they can distinguish molecules whose mass differs by less than that of an electron. So they can actually tell what molecules are in your beer and they can tell you whether it's uh, um, what kind of beer it is and where it's from just by the uh, the metabolites in it. So I thought that was pretty interesting. So I don't know if anything's going to come of it, but the more that they break down beer, the more they figure stuff out. Um, I think the more they can get a computer to brew beer. <laughs> and you know what? And be consistent, right? Right. Did you see? Uh, I remember this. This was a while ago, where they uh, they let a com- computer like listen, like they, they let they let a computer listen to a bunch of uh, Nirvana songs, yeah. And then the computer generated a Nirvana song. It's pretty interesting. Ah, oh, fucking a man. Yeah, it's like deep fakes, a deep fake. Pretty song? much. <laughs> listen to uh, listen to Kurt Cobain uh, sing "Stairway to Heaven." No, not not like that. I know. Just like uh, <laughs> I just. I don't like don't you think that technology is coming out soon oh geez I'm just, yeah I'm, I mean I'm taking it to the next step it, well if, if, if that's the case then yeah because well yeah I mean it's probably already there just no one did it yet because you, you, you know the song you know whose voice you're going to use it's just a matter of making it happen you know what I mean yeah and yeah if they could just make a song out of thin air or the computer make a new Nirvana song what's to stop them from taking Kirk Cobain's voice and making him sing whatever words they they want and put it to the you know the tune of Stairway to Heaven. I'll tell you this. Yeah. The estate of Kirk Cobain and some naked little boy. <laughs> naked. Oh, <laughs> that's right. I forgot that dude's name. Yeah. Oh, all the stuff. Back, back to back. He wants him to do it, so he has more money to sue for. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> all the stuff that came out about uh, about him, like posing in that pose like every five years after <laughs> afterwards yeah anyway frivolous uh, ne- yeah frivolous is right uh the next story um sam adams wants to send you and some friends to munich's oktoberfest nice for a limited time a golden bottle will be in one of the sweater weather packs much like the ticket from willy wonka it's not called Willy Wonka. It's called Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Um, right. The book and the second movie. And yeah. 
Uh, let's see here. The special bottle will grant a trip for four to Oktoberfest 2022. So not this year's Oktoberfest, but next year. I, I don't know. Did they cancel it this year? I forget. No idea. Um, in total, there will be five golden bottles. So they're going to send 20 people in specially marked packages of Oktoberfest 12 packs. Oh, okay. See, they have a sweater weather pack on the... Or, yeah, 12 pack on the... Uh, for the story on top of the uh, header um, but according to this you have to buy the specially marked packages of Oktoberfest 12 pack so when you go to the store if you see a 12 pack of Oktoberfest I'm sure there will be um, markings so conspicuous markings saying that um, uh, talking about the contest probably have the rules on the back and everything so there you go go get some Oktoberfest I had some Oktoberfest beer today my daughter started her ice skating class and like any good um, ice skating rink, they had they sell beer at the concession stand. And there you go. They had uh, real, yeah. real quick. Yeah. Is this her first lesson ever? Um, no, because she had she had done it b- before, and then she broke her hand. So then the doctor said that she she couldn't ice skate until the hand was uh-huh. after the cast was put on. Um, yeah, case and just in case she fell, but uh, she's pretty good. She didn't really fall. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, well, that was my thing. I'm on way. I thought she did ice skate before, and uh, I thought the hand was a setback, but right, it was the hand was a break, so yeah. to speak. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, the um, they were really cool too because we, um, my ex, her mom, wrote to the director and told her what's going on. So they just transferred. You know, she went twice, or we took her twice, once or twice. I forget, but um, either case. They just transferred the whole class over to the to the next session or to the next semester, if you will, and uh, yeah, without a without a fee or anything. So that was pretty cool. Oh, there you go. And uh, she wants to and and I bought her some skates. They're coming because she's she had to use the uh, ring skates uh, tonight or today. But the whole point of the story was was I had Oktoberfest uh, today. They had a couple hey. other beers. They had a couple other craft beers. Like they had. New Belgium's um, Voodoo Ranger IPA. Um, then they have like the big brands like Blue Moon and Coors Light, Coors, and that hard cider too. So they had a pretty good um, mix. So I'm looking forward to next week's uh, <laughs> ice skating class so I can have a beer. Thank you. Yeah, all of her other like her karate and her dance, and they they don't sell beer. Yeah, get the sneak in your <laughs> <laughs> well, that's you know. Yeah, let's keep that on the down low. Uh, next uh, story: Scientists have discovered remains of nine thousand year old beer found in China. Now, let me digress. It's not really digress. Let me progress on the story. It's not really beer. It is lightly fermented beverage that contained rice, tubers, and fungi. So, Budweiser. They were digging up some uh, um, some old remains um, in some ruins, and they found some vessels containing the ancient brew. And so it is a brew. It's not. I wouldn't call it beer. I don't know why they call it beer. But so you know, <laughs> uh, Dogfish Head is going to go there and get the recipe and brew it themselves now. So look for it. This oh, Christmas. for sure, sure, for sure. <laughs> Our brew dog. Yeah, both of them. They're they're going to collaborate. 
And speaking of it, and I talked about Blue Moon just uh, um, a little while ago when I was talking about the skating rink. Uh, Blue Moon's coming out with a beer that's not a Belgian wit or a variation thereof. Then what are they going to get? It's a hazy, juicy, pale ale called Moon Haze. Really? Yep. Uh, let me see here. The brewery is calling it's, uh, it a hazy and juicy beer, and it is, of course, brewed with oranges. Could he even... <laughs> the author goes, could it even be a Blue Moon beer if it wasn't uh, with an orange slice? But they have all those other Blue Moons, like the Orchata one, right? That's the one that I refuse to try. I'm sure they don't brew that with oranges. Right. But anyway, so it's 5.7 ABV. It's being released nationwide in six packs and 12 packs immediately. And it comes after the Moon Haze won gold in the Juicy or Hazy Pale Ale category at the 2020 Great American Beer Festival. I thought Spellbinder won. Or was that double? Oh, no, because that's Juicy or Hazy Pale Ale. Uh, the Spellbinder from Rainhouse out here was the IPA. This is just the PA. That's what it is. All right. So, yeah, this is a pale ale. This is not an IPA. And finally, um, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, right? They say. That's what they say. The Mexican arm of the AB InBev has accused Constellation Brands in a lawsuit of a second breach of their deal allowing Constellation to sell Mexican beers in the United States. Grupo Modelo filed a suit in the U.S. District Court of the Southern District of New York on Tuesday, according to a court document over Constellation's launch of two Modelo Reserva beers, one aged on tequila and one, uh, barrels and one and another on bourbon barrels. It first it says the first breaches U.S. and Mexican laws that strictly limit the use of the word tequila, and the second breaches Constellation's sublicense to sell Mexican-style beer because bourbon has nothing to do with Mexico. Just like mm. Mexico wants nothing to do with bourbon. Sounds like it. Yeah, Mexicans love their whiskey, though. I know a lot of Mexicans who love whiskey. I know you. <laughs> uh, the sub-license also does not follow this type of spirit branding. The suit says, Constellation said Grupo Modelo's claims were without merit and that it had fully complied with the sub-license terms. When ABMBEV took full control of Grupo Modelo in 2013, it agreed with the U.S. antitrust regulators, regulators to sell Grupo Modelo's business in the United States to Constellation. The world's largest brewer retained rights to Modelo brands. The filing says Grupo Modelo notified Constellation of the issue in June and that Constellation had refused to stop selling the product. And I didn't even, I didn't even, have you seen the, the... Grupo Modelo's the the Reserva, the ones I'm talking about, the the ones aged on tequila and bourbon barrels. I've just seen the tequila ones. I haven't seen oh, the okay. bourbon ones. Huh, I haven't seen either. So, uh, AB InBev, which confirmed the filing, said to Mexico's Tequila Regulatory Council also has also demanded Constellation cease its use of the word tequila in marketing. Well, hey. In February, Modelo filed a legal challenge in the same court over Constellation's Corona Hard Seltzer, a sparkling water with alcohol flavoring, one of the several seltzer drinks that have become very popular in the United States. 
AB InBev subsidiary said the 2013 deal only allowed Constellation to apply the Corona brand name to beer. Constellation said at the time that Modelo's claims were without merit and attempt to restrain a strong com- restrain a strong competitor. The new case is the latest in an increasingly litigious brew- brewing market. In July, the CRT, the uh, um, the Tequila Regulatory Council, I guess in Mexico uh, in Spanish, CRT means uh, you know the T is it's all it's all backwards. <laughs> the new case uh, in July, the CRT settled a four-year legal dispute with Heineken over the latter's tequila-flavored beer, Desperados. Yeah. Even though desperado is not a word, it's not a Spanish word. It, it it's an eagle song, right? Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, but it, uh, the actual word, uh, the actual word should be desesperado. Uh. Um, but you know the the Eagles took it from uh, um, what do you call it uh, from the Cowboys um, using the word you know desperado. But anyway, right, the the what's called the anglicized, uh, the Spanish anglicized word? Uh, slang, yeah, right, Gabby. <laughs> A lot of go around here. All right, um, that's it. That was kind of boring, but I just think it's it's funny when the the big guys duke it out. Uh, yeah, I I'm with you. I'm with you. I I, I kind of see like both points, if you will. Yeah, the fact that. Yeah, they want to they want to keep it real to what they agreed with, you know, mm-hmm. all this new stuff coming up, and especially with uh, you know uh, the barrel aging beers. That's not really a, a Mexican beer gimmick. Yeah. No, yeah, so, it's uh, uh, definitely an American uh, American pastime. Yeah. We'll send together. <laughs> hey, you know, I, I don't see what the big deal is using tequila. If they actually use. Real tequila from Mexico? Couldn't they you still use the name? I mean, it's not. You're not saying it's tequila. They're not selling tequila, right? What do they have to call it then? Um, agave? Fermented agave barrels. All right. All right. You know what time it is? I think so. It's time for everyone's favorite segment on Cold Brew because it's my favorite segment. It's time for the Cold Brew List. As we proceed to Let me ask you this. Hmm. What type of beer is flooding the market right now? Hmm. Um IPAs? Besides that. <laughs> uh, oh, oh season what season is it um pumpkin pumpkin beers yes besides that too oh uh Oktoberfest there you go <laughs> sorry why don't you just tell me the movie you want to see right <laughs> <laughs> to continue please <laughs> all right if you're leading me down a path just Show me the path. All right. Uh, All right. So Oct- Oktoberfest beers. Are you going to talk about th- those guys? Yes, I am. So I have a list. 
of the 10 Oktoberfest to help you celebrate at home this summer. Or this year, not this summer. Because <laughs> it's October. Right. <laughs> this fall. Yes. Uh, especially with the deadly Delta variant out there. Can't be too soon. That's right. Mask up, people. So, um, yeah, this list doesn't really rank them in order, but just sharing 10 Oktoberfest beers that are basically highly rated and should be enjoyed by everyone. So get it if you can. Now, this first one I want to try. However, I don't think I can get it out here from Avery Brewing. Oh, yeah, they, they're out of Philly, right? I believe so. They call it the Kaiser. <laughs> All right. Sounds yeah. very, very imposing. Yeah. And the reason I want to try it, I, like, seriously, this one stands out because it is a heavy hitter at 8.0% ABV. It's the strongest oh, wow. on this list. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, the Kaiser is the booziest Oktoberfest on this list. That's because it's an imperial Oktoberfest lager that blends traditional Vienna and Munich malts with Hallertau and Bravo hops. Okay, Hallertau is very uh, common in in German beers. Uh, the dark malts and booze lead it to uh, lead it. Wait, lend it a bit of sweetness, but the hops comes through at the end to give it a dry finish. It's not the most cookie cutter version of an Oktoberfest you'll find, but if your celebration has to be capped with a couple of beverages this year, this one will definitely provide the most bang for your buck. I think I want to say we get Avery out here. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go over to Total Wine and Bevmo and, and see if I can score some. And then if 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 we do, I'll I'll save it for when you come. Awesome. All right. Next. Uh, next is Brooklyn Oktoberfest. We get Brooklyn out here. Yeah. I don't know about their Oktoberfest though. I don't think I've seen it. Hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, Brooklyn Breweries Oktoberfest. And eat a uh, 5.5% OABV, an easy drink in Merzen with a nice malt character and crisp finish. You'll pick up hints of caramel and toasted grain, along with some floral hops and toffee flavors. It's brewed with the traditional all-German hops and malts, making it the perfect pair, ma- making it perfect to pair with bratwurst or Bavarian pretzel. <laughs> oh man, those pretzels! Oh yeah. Do you like, uh, do you like next, salt on yours or, or unsalted? Um, actually, it depends what I'm what I'm in the mood for. How about mustard so or for, cheese? Uh, again, what the mood the mood is. Okay. Here's the thing: in the mood would depend on, <laughs> ironically or not, am I hungry or not? Okay. You know what I mean? If I'm hungry, I want it no salt and cheese. Okay, you just right. want to devour it. Yeah, pretty much the easy, the easiest way to eat. Mm-hmm. If I just want, if I just, I'm down to get a, like a little snack, just so I, I don't, uh, what's it called? So I don't uh, drink on an empty stomach, as they say. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, I'll, I'll do the salt and mustard to kind of slow me down to kind of pace the, oh, okay. the pretzel out. Yeah, you know what's funny is, is I like I, I ask for salt all the time because I, I want the salt. But I dust, yeah. I, I knock most of it off because they always put way too much. Oh, yeah. Because it's a big old fucking, like, they're yeah. rocks, man. They're not even crystals. They're rocks at that point. And you save the salt for your daughter? <laughs> oh, yeah. Her and her salt lake. Jesus Christ, yeah. man. 
She just eats way too much salt. I keep telling her it's going to hurt her heart, but she don't care. She loves salt. All right. In fact, uh, I suggested for for Halloween, she, you know, she, her mom, and I always do some type of theme. I, I, I suggested today that we go as cucumber, lemon, and salt because that's wow. her favorite snack. Yeah. Anyway. Um, what, what are you going to be? Lemon? No, I, I yeah, yeah. I was going to be the lemon. Yeah. She's going to, uh, <laughs> my dog's cucumber. I'm the lemon and. Her mom's a salt. Oh, I thought you were No, she's a cucumber. That's the main part. <laughs> All right. I get it. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. Moving on. Um, if we go by height, though, I'd be the cucumber. And right. her mom would be the lemon and my daughter would be the salt. There you go. <laughs> cucumber Greg. Like Pickle Rick, Cucumber Greg. Huh. Next. Um... Next on this list, uh, Firestone Walker Oktoberfest, the ABV of uh, 5.2. Oh, I don't, I don't know if I've ever had that one actually. Um. Oh, oh yeah, remember this? I said it wrong. Uh, Oktoberfest, remember? Oh, the, oh, I remember that. I remember Oktoberfest. I yeah. still don't remember if I had it. Okay, <laughs> check this out. Despite its name, up until this year, Firestone Walker's Oktoberfest wasn't actually oak-aged. The 2021 edition of this annual favorite, however, is the real deal. The beer was lagered in French oak barrels from Napa Valley Cabernet producer, giving it a smoother mouthfeel. It's got a nice toasty biscuit flavor to it, making it one to pick up if you're a little wary of overly sweet Oktoberfest. Interesting. That is that is cool. Yeah, I always thought it was. I, I guess I, I didn't do my research and just bought the name. Yeah, I always thought they threw oak planks in the thing, kind of like Beachwood days. Ah. Uh, All right, next. Next, next. We don't get. I don't know. I don't get this beer out here. I don't know if you do. Great Lakes Brewing. Great Lakes Brewing. I've heard of the the brewery, but I don't think we get them yeah. out here. Right. I'm guessing they're out of Michigan. Or mm-hmm. Wisconsin. Or Chicago. Or Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere up there. In the north. Yes. Indiana. Mm-hmm. Ohio. <laughs> or Canada. Yeah, there you go. Does, does Canada, does Canada uh, acknowledge uh, the lakes as the Great Lakes? <laughs> they, just, they just call them the Little Lakes. Right. I want to, you know, and uh, I couldn't tell you what province that is right there either. What do you mean? Oh, from Canada? Yeah. It's always Manitoba. <laughs> Anything in the middle uh, of Manitoba? I, I just say Manitoba. It sounds like I know what I'm talking about. Uh, you know, Ontario's, like, on, Ontario's on the east. Vancouver's or yeah. yeah, Vancouver's on there. Not Vancouver. Alberta's on the, the west. And Manitoba's in no, the middle. Well, British Columbia is in the west. Oh, British Columbia. All right. My bad. Yeah. But I always say, man, I told like you got to say it with confidence, and people like think you know what you're talking. About. <laughs> well, people in in the United States do, yes. Right. Oh yeah. Of course. Yeah. But then, like, <laughs> with, with my luck, you're talking to a Canadian, and like, oh shit, this guy's <laughs> <laughs> right. Why you calling this motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Great Lakes Brewing's Oktoberfest is one of the best examples of a Marzen you'll find stateside. Oh, jeez. 6.5% ABV. This one sounds good. It's extremely well-balanced, award-winning brew. 
It has medaled four times at the State World Beer Championships, and it stays true to the multi-bread style while also adding a touch of happy bitterness and a slightly higher ABV than you'll typically find in an Oktoberfest. Alright. Here we go. I've heard, I've heard of this brewery, but I don't think I've had anything by them. Because I don't know where exactly they are. <laughs> Jack's Abbey. Jack's Abbey. Are they in... I think they're in Massachusetts. Okay. Abbey somewhere. <laughs> Abbey something. This is Jack's, uh, Jack's Abbey Copper Legend Oktoberfest. Copper Legend, okay. huh? 5.7 ABV. Uh, it takes it, its name from the rich copper color it pours. It's more toasty and bready than than it is sweet and caramel flavored. Well, that sounds interesting. Framing, it, Framingham, Massachusetts. Ah, yes. It expertly toes the line between the two subcategories of an Oktoberfest and a heavier and maltier Merzen and the lighter, crisper Fest beer. Interesting. So all three. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. What's next? Uh, from Carbach. Carbachtoberfest. I like that. Carbach. <laughs> are they owned by AB and Bev now? Are they? I think so. I think they're out of Texas. Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Carbach Brewing. I'm gonna look them up real quick because I think they got bought out not too long ago. Right. I thought there was like a law that they they couldn't buy any more beer uh, breweries. Yeah, yeah, the AB and Bev them. Yeah, uh, but it, it was I don't know if it was right before that or right after. They still fucking bought like a couple out right after they said they couldn't buy no more. Right. Um. Yeah, they're out of Houston. Planet Houston. Oh, yeah? Uh, this Texas brewery's occasional Oktoberfest is a traditional Bavarian style Marzen made with Vienna and Munich malts and cold fermented and aged for six weeks. It is crisp and sessionable with just the right amount of malty sweetness, which means you can easily crush several of them without worrying about getting too sloppy. I don't know about that. It's 5.5% ABV. Hmm. Yeah, that's like that's pretty run of the uh, you know, like middle of the yeah. road or right there, right with every all the the rest of them. Carbach Brewing, uh, by the way, because I looked it up, um, they are a German-style brewery, so it would make sense that they right. do Oktoberfest very well. It would. Um, next is uh, Samuel Adams Oktoberfest. ABV of 5.3. This Oktoberfest has been around for more than 30 seasons, and rightfully so. Extremely good example of the style because it's so widely available. It's a great entry-level beer for Oktoberfest virgins. And who knows, maybe <laughs> this time next year, you'll have the opportunity to experience the real thing. This year, the brewery's holding a Willy Wonka-style contest where those who find a golden bottle of the beer will win a trip to the 2022 edition of Oktoberfest in Munich. There you go. Just like I said. You know, I've been drinking them. Mm-hmm. I... I I got Oktoberfest here. God, I don't know what it is. They just seem so light this year. I'm like crushing them. Crazy. <laughs> crazy, crazy. Yep. About a 28 pack. I mean, about two 28 packs. Damn. 
No, no. I mean, I didn't drink them all at once, but once I get popping, they're easy to to chase with, uh, a, with more beer. With an, yeah, with another one. With another right. Oktoberfest, yeah. They're really good. Um, and I do like the Sam Adams one. I had it today because it was the first one. And that's the first one I had this year. I'm going to try the other. You know, and one of my favorites that I've had here in the Valley, and I might have to go seek it out because it's, I don't think they can, is uh, the one by Sunup. I haven't talked about them in a long time. Um, but they uh, they brew a really good Oktoberfest beer. And I think it's because the, uh, the head brewer, he's, uh, he's German. He's a German dude. I met him before. So maybe that that's his passion. But they, they brew one of the best Oktoberfest beers in the Valley. And it's very hidden. And not a lot of people know it because I don't think they distribute it. I think you have to go to the brewery to get it. That'd be interesting. All right. What's next? Um, next is... Uh, oh, here we go. Mm-hmm. Sierra Nevada Oktoberfest. ABV 5.50. So the 2021 version of Sierra Nevada's annual seasonal is a little different than it has been in years. Typically, the brewery's Oktoberfest is closer to a fest beer, but this year's version is an amber merzen. It is darker and maltier with a nice graham cracker aroma on the nose. It's got some herbal and floral hop notes to provide a little balance. I had to try this now. I remember the last few years they paired up with uh, with uh, like uh, authentic German breweries for uh, for their Oktoberfest. I remember that, yeah. And like I, they did Bit Burger and they did a uh, Wine Stefaner, so yeah. I remember the Wine Stefaner one. That was a good. Right. And I, I I think the Sierra Nevada, as far as like the the big, the 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 larger craft breweries, they probably. In, for my taste, they brew the best Oktoberfest. I'm with you. I I, I agree. I mean, I, I like a lot of Sierra stuff. I don't know Oktoberfest though. I, I still, um, what's it called? I still don't really have a true favorite. I mean, I really appreciate mm-hmm. Sam Adams. I, I want to try this Oktoberfest now. Um, you want to try just, the Great uh, Lakes one? Yes, that one, and of course the Avery one. Oh, I got that really? one first because <laughs> it's eight, eight percent. Yes. They throw a lot of malt in there. Exactly. They throw some uh, German candy in there just to pump up the AVV too. Pretty much. All right. What's next? Or is that, was that the last one? I, I lost. I lost count. Uh, no, I think there's a few more. Okay. Uh, next is Surly Brewing. Their Oktoberfest. Hmm. At 6.0% ABV, Surly's Oktoberfest is a little bit more traditional than the brew it replaced. Their Surly Fest beer, but that doesn't make it any less interesting. It's a well-balanced and very drinkable, which is good because like most Oktoberfest, it's designed to be consumed in larger quantities. It's sweet enough that it goes down smooth, but happy enough that it's not... I don't know how to say this word. Cologne? C L O Y I N G, cloying. Cloying. What does that mean? Like coagulating. Yeah, like yeah, and it gets like excessively like sweet, rich, or or um, it thickens and and coagulates. So yeah, 
Coagulate's uh, actually a, a really good way to, to say it. And last on this list is Victoria Brewing Fest Beer. So I wonder if this went alphabetical. Yeah, it did. Okay. Oh, yeah, but they Mystery refer to yeah. <laughs> Mystery. I didn't know. It. <laughs> There's going to be podcasts about this mystery, by the way. <laughs> Victory Brewing Fest Beer ABV is 5.6%. Like the like all the best Oktoberfest beers on this list, Fest Beer is brewed with traditional German malts. Those malts are never overpowering enough, and it's got a crispiness and slight bitterness to it that sees that sets it apart from some of its sweeter peers and gives it an extremely pleasant dry finish. So that concludes this week's uh, cold brew list. Very nice. Um, Avery is not out of... Uh, it, it's out of Colorado. Not... Well, I was thinking of... I, I don't know what I was thinking of. Victory, I think. That's what I was thinking. Pennsylvania. Oh, that's but what I thought. Avery is out of uh, Colorado. They are available in Arizona and California. Parts of California. Yeah, parts of California. Right. Not my part. But. <laughs> not yet, anyway. Very good. I, I, I do enjoy an Oktoberfest. It, I didn't uh, like Oktoberfest immediately. It took a while. It took a while for me to come around. Because I remember back in the day, shoot, maybe as 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 close as like six or seven years ago, I never really cared for Sam Adams Oktoberfest. Now, now it's one of my favorite um, Oktoberfests. But maybe because it's widely available. Um, but still, I mean, my my palate has changed, so I do like the uh, Sam Adams Oktoberfest now, and right. Oktoberfest in general. Anyway, I love so. that style. Yeah. So, oh, I know you yeah. do. Yeah. The more I could try, the more I could learn, the better. <laughs> How's your beer treating you? I wanna get blunted, my brother. Good, good. I'm enjoying it. I mean, uh. It, it's living up to the bill. It, it's it's a thick stout. It's got nice sweetness to it, not overpoweringly sweet. I'm digging it. So we're gonna untap our beers right now, and just friend us, and we're friend. We had a couple. Uh, we had a couple friend additions uh, recently. Oh really? Yeah, very nice. Um, the last two was uh, Chris Hughes, um, Toad Man. In fact, he reached out to us on. Instagram, so he's a, a new listener and a new friend on Instagram, and also Philip Schmid. So thanks to both of those guys for hanging out with us and checking us out on Untaps, and of course to uh, the Toad Man. I wonder how he got that name, Toad Man. So you had, I remember it was by New Glory, right? Yes. And what is the beer name? Fully. Baked. Oh, that's right. Fully baked because instead of half baked. I remember you, you you totally like you were all in on their gummy worms, right? Oh, yeah. Back in the day. You know. Do they still do that one? Not, yeah. Not to be a snob. It's like back in the day when it was hard to get. But now it's everywhere. So like, eh. <laughs> okay. I get it. I get it. Uh, let me see. Plus, I mean, it, I think you're kind of like me. You just want, kind of want to try something like the new thing just to see if it's how what it's like. Right. Give me something different, but if if I do want it, I'll go back and grab it. Um, just like me and Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, I don't drink it every day. I don't drink it all the time. It's still my favorite beer of all time. I'll just go back to it every like once, 
they're every like three or four months i'll get a six pack just so i can just so i can taste that taste again make sure it's still there Word. uh let me see here fully baked i found it it's got a oh i really like their uh i like their can art it looks like uh a triple stack of brownies exploding uh with the rainbow flavor explosion yes exactly what it is <laughs> All right, what would you like to rate this beer at? Uh, I'm going to give it a 3.75. 3.75. What are your tasting notes on this? Um, sweet, chocolatey, and stouty. No, no, no. Sweet, chocolatey, and thick. With three C's. <laughs> three C's, all right. And T-H-I-C-C-C. There you go. Save and check in. Now, when hops cry is really good. In fact, I have like maybe half a swallow. I have some backwash left. Okay. And not anymore, actually, because I just drank the rest of it. Um, I like, uh, I really like this one. I thought this one was really good. It's not definitely not a West Coast. For a triple, man, this was easy drinking. Like, I, I kind of slammed it. I just kept drinking it, um, and it didn't hurt, so to speak. You know, it when you drink like a uh, like a triple West Coast, like, you, I know you always say, and I don't know if it, this still applies to you, but, like, when you drink an IPA, um, it takes you a while for your tongue to, tongue to get used to the, uh, the bitterness and the, the hops. But once you get there, then you can start drinking it. This one was easy from the get-go. There was no... Uh, you didn't need any time to get accumulated or acclimated to the uh, the hops. Word. So, when hops cry... And there it is, the triple. And I'm going to check in. I'm going to give this one a... Hmm. I'm gonna give this a four two five. I really like it. I'm I'm putting it up there because I don't drink a lot of triple hazy IPAs. So, but this one's really good. I'm gonna say this one is smooth, um, tropical, and hmm. What else can I say? And a little bit, a little bit sweet. Yeah. So I'll put sweet, smooth, tropical, and sweet, and check in. You know, I, I I just realized I didn't uh, I didn't say what um, the overall ranking for yours was. Hold on. I wanna get blunted, my brother. The fully baked by New Glory Craft Brewery uh, has an overall rating of four point zero five, and none of our friends have checked in on it. And the when hops cry. Has an overall rating of 3.94, and none of our friends have checked in on it. So, there you go. Uh, let me see. There was a couple things I wanted to get to. Oh, yeah. All right, so there's a local brewery called Simple Machine. They're from Phoenix, and they recently put out a beer. It's a copper ale, and the benefits go to the like the children's cancer research fund or something like that i'm gonna look it up um, to get the exact one but they named it they named this beer for the kids 
Um, I don't. I mean, I, who cares why they name shit? What they name it, right? Like, uh, what's in a name? And I just thought that it's for a great cause, but it's got like a, a picture of a of a of a teddy bear and a soccer ball. I thought the name was problematic. Oh, I get it. Like they're advertising to kids. Yeah. Because it's got the toys on it and it says for the kids. I mean, <laughs> what the? Uh, I just think uh, they might run into trouble now. Maybe they're not big enough, and maybe a lot of people don't know it um, about their um, about the brewery and the beer. So maybe they're not going to run into any. I hope they don't run into any problems because it is for a good fun. It's for the Children's Cancer Network, so they continue continue their service of giving hope to children and families. When it's needed most, and it is uh, in partner with uh, the Union Six Six O Two. Let me see what the Union Six O Two is. A community of people who are passionate, um, and oh, they're passionate for the Phoenix Rising uh, Football Club, the soccer club around here. So they join with the Simple Machine. Oh, that's why there's a soccer ball in there. On the uh, on the Kenner. So yeah, I, I don't know. I and I mentioned it to him on their post on Instagram, and I didn't hear anything back, and no one said anything to me about it. So, um, I just I don't know. I I just think they 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 could have named this something better than that. Um, a couple other things I want to talk about because I don't know. It's it's been bugging me. It's been um. Bugging me about the uh, so the U.S. left Afghanistan, right? And um, during the 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 leaving, there was the the what do you call it? Someone someone set off a bomb and killed 13 Americans, right? I think like what like eight soldiers and four workers, and I forgot what the, the who actually the they were all were, but. You had um, oh that's right no no they they were all they were all soldiers. Oh, they were all in the military. It was like some uh, sergeants and corporals and lance corporals and, and navy corpsmen. But you ever see those? Uh, I I don't know if you see it on Instagram. People posting like restaurants will post like a, one of their tables, their booze, and they have like twelve beers. Oh yeah, thirteen beers for the people thir- didn't come yeah. back. Yeah, thirteen beers for people didn't come back. Um, yeah. I don't know if they realize it, but five of those people weren't even old enough to drink. Um, it's also, it seems to me, it's a, uh, uh, it's more of a self service to to post those photos rather than like, what are they doing to help those people? Like, are they donating to the the Wounded Warrior Fund? Are they helping the the families who people were killed in action? Um, also, there's a there's a part of me that also wonders why they didn't do it for the other like 2,000 or so, more than 2,000 um, U.S. Uh, service people that lost their lives during this 20-year war. Why? Why these 13? Why are these so yeah. significant? Yeah, I get it. I mean, uh, without getting too uh, political and stuff like that, it just seems like. Um, Everyone got real uptight after 
the uh, whole withdrawal. Right. And, uh, yeah, I get it. Like, why are these lives honored as opposed to, like, I think the height of the war was 2010. I think like, there were like 500 Americans killed that year. I mean, where, where, where was the uh, 500 beers on the table? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And there was a bunch of um, local breweries and even uh, um, some restaurants around here. And I mentioned something to, to one of them. Um, but yeah. I don't know. I just think it's just stop it. Uh, it it, it yeah. only it, it's like only you're only right and we don't mean disrespect to the people who passed away no, I, I get what you're saying of it's like uh, it's like all of a sudden people are caring when uh, it, I mean it, it's war war is ugly and it's what it's like over 20 years in uh, 19 in Afghanistan it was just 19 19 yeah okay almost 20 be that as it may you get what I'm saying though. yeah like, uh, right there was plenty of war and uh, plenty of or uh, too many lives lost. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of arguments uh, are needlessly uh, at that as well. So right. I get it. It's like uh, you know. At the same time, I, I kind of get the gesture. It is a reminder that the you know um, uh, these people are gone, and, and again, not by their choosing. Obviously, it just uh, it, it's weird why. Uh, yeah. Why, why, why are we focusing on why, this 13? Yeah. Why? Why that incident is uh, is is now all of a sudden uh, becoming the trend rather than uh, an actual yeah uh, proper outcry for everyone. Right. And what about all the lives that aren't going to be lost now that they withdrew from the war? That we withdrew from the war. That's true. Anyway, I I, I just I, I had to get that out. It's it. it it's been bugging me for the last two weeks, and I just I I, I like using um, our platform just to talk about um, stuff that bugs me because it helps me get it out. And once it's out, then I can actually uh, um, I could I could uh, uh, close that chapter, so to yeah, speak. Yeah. No, I, I get it. Anyway, um, where's that? Yeah, fuck yeah, it does. All right, let's go. Let's move from uh, um, the war in Afghanistan to the war on the gridiron. I kind of mentioned it uh, like uh, earlier in the, you know, at the beginning of the show. If if you could change anything, um, any of your predictions. What do you What do you expect for the uh, for the NFL? Like, uh, do you think they're um, Halfway through the season, we're gonna have to stop going, or they're not gonna allow fans in the sta- stadiums anymore. Or is it you think people are gonna behave themselves, and the uh, the pandemic is gonna stay stable enough where um, that's not gonna matter? Or do you think some stadiums are gonna actually require vaccination proof? Yeah, I, I don't know if proof's gonna be the thing. I think uh, there there might. Uh, it's not looking good around here. I don't mm-hmm. know if you heard. How uh, the the uh, the workers at uh, the Oracle Park where the Giants play? How they're they're going on strike? No, I didn't hear that. Wow. Yeah, because the fans aren't following the protocol, and since uh, the season started, like twenty workers have contracted COVID from work. You know. Oh man, how many have died? So, you know, or did they say? Oh, I, no, I, I don't have that number. How, okay. it, however, it's big today because uh, you know, well, we're you know. Uh, Timestamp, but we're, we're recording Saturday, and uh, they had the the Dodger game, and yeah. uh, 
Yeah, they they went on strike at two o'clock today, right before the game. So. Oh shit! Uh, no kidding. Yeah. So. Wow. I mean, it, uh, it's interesting. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I see people with uh, sipping on drinks and, and eating food in the stands. But I was watching the game a little bit today. Mm-hmm. However, uh, it, it probably was really uh, hard to get. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or as in, like, you had to probably wait in longer lines, or or either that, or they just found like volunteers and you know. Uh, a scab staff, if you will. <laughs> I was just going to ask if they had scabs. <laughs> How do they do today? How do the, the Giants do? Oh, the Dodgers killed Oh, uh, they lost. Yeah. So they're, they're tight again. Yeah. Oh, no, they're half again, right? No, it's, it's 86.50 each. I, just, I'm, oh, okay. I, got, I got the the standings right here. Okay. Um, but going back to the uh, the, the NFL, because I know you're, you guys are coming out here for the, the game. Um I don't know. Arizona's a little bit more, uh, we're more, more of a purple state. I wouldn't even call us a red or blue state. We're purple. Um, cause we're like right, right in, we, we can go either way. We're on the fence, but, uh, I, I don't see, um, Arizona, um, tightening up any, um, like California would. And so, but I still bought insurance for the tickets that I bought for the Niner game, just in case, the NFL says uh, no fan, no no fans in the stadiums. Yeah. It was like it was only like seven bucks a ticket, you know. If they, so if if they cancel the game, then I can get my money back because that's a lot of money. But I'm I'm still counting on going to the game. So I, I was just wondering because you know you're out there, and I was wondering if, what the uh, the the climate was for as far as that goes. Um, but other than that. Um, I'm looking forward to a good season. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know what else to say. Um, I think it's going to be weird though. Like some of these players who refuse to get vaccinated, if they accidentally break, um, the rules and they have to go into the pro, uh, COVID protocol, even if they could still play, they might not be able to practice with their teams for the full week to prepare for the, uh, I, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's weird. It's gonna be a weird year, I think. Uh, if one of the the stars, I think some of the, st- the more notable stars would be like um, Lamar Jackson or Kirk Cousins, or I'm I'm talking about the quarterbacks because I think they have more of an impact on the team than any other position, right? Oh, definitely, definitely, definitely. And did you have your uh, did did you have your your fantasy draft? Is that gonna to matter to you when you draft players? Uh, yes and no. All right. Well, I mean, for someone uh, like Kirk no, Cousins, I, I'm not I, gonna, yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna select them because <laughs> I enough. just don't think he's a good quarterback. <laughs> right. But I have Lamar Jackson on my team. That's why I, that's why, that's why I mentioned him, and I had to know huh. he was. Uh, um, I don't know if he's anti-vax, but he didn't get the vax. Right. Huh. So it's something to think about, I think. No, definitely. Anyway, all right. Anything else you'd like to bring up at, in this episode of Cold Brew? Oh, real quick, we went to from uh, the war in Afghanistan to the war on the gridiron to the war on ice. Okay. Uh, Netflix got this document documentary series out called uh, Untold. Uh huh. 
I remember I told you about the the malice at the palace. Yes. How they they went into that. Well, they have another one called uh, Crime and Penalties, and it's about uh, this this guy from the mob bought his son a, a, a semi-pro hockey team. No shit. And, uh, and made him the, the president when he was only 17 years old. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. So it's the whole story. It got the guy's mob ties, and uh, apparently he's the guy that they they based Tony Soprano off of. Really? Yeah. Huh. And then, uh, and then, yeah, and then just the team his son built was just like an all-out like uh, I don't want to say the Broad Street Bullies because that's the that's the Pittsburgh or the Philadelphia term, but just they're the, they're just a bunch of brawlers out there, man. Huh? Yeah. Bunch of a bunch of wise guys. No, I mean they were legit <laughs> hockey players, but they were. I'm teasing. Yeah. Speaking of Sopranos, the the what do you call it that? The Saints of Newark is coming out like in a month. Oh yeah. Are you gonna go see it? Uh, I don't know about going to see it, but oh, yeah. possibly. I mean, I want to see some movies. I want. I want to see that that new Marvel movie. Oh, I heard that one's pretty good. Which one? The oh, the ring, the Ten Rings. Yeah, that Shang Chi. Yeah, Shang Chi. Speaking of documentaries too, I heard that the the nine eleven documentary on on Nat Geo is pretty good. The docu series, excuse me. Oh, okay. So I heard that one was pretty good. It, it's yeah. kind of surreal because it makes you relive that day. For those of of us who remember that day, I was thinking, what? I was in, I was in San Jose State. Yeah. I remember waking um, up and seeing all that stuff. Speaking of which, coming out, I want to see uh, that Scorsese movie, that card counting movie. I want to see that one. Oh, I mean, I heard of that one. What's it called? It's got a. I think it's called Card Counter or something like that. It's got Poe Dameron in it. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Let me see. I'm going to look up uh, Martin Scorsese real quick. Click on his IMDb. And let's see here. Oh, he's got a lot of in, in post-production. Oh, the Card Counter. There you go. He's an executive producer. He's not a, um, a director on no. it. Let's see who's in it. Let's see, Poe Dameron's in it. Yeah, Willem. Ooh, Willem Dafoe's in it. And there's uh, there's Poe Dameron, Oscar Isaac, Tiffany Haddish. Those are just some of the the big names that are in it. So, hey, Scorsese is good. Yeah, he knows he knows how to put a, a film together. Yeah, no, but check out that. You know, like I said, it's on Netflix. Like again. Uh, they have a little docu series on sports, and uh, yeah, mm-hmm. this one I don't know how this this story didn't get bigger. In fact, like uh, I listened to Pat McAfee, he was all over it. In fact, he had some of the guys he interviewed him on the show. It was really cool. So oh, okay. to put it together, it was it was a it's a cool it's just a cool story. Don't get me wrong, but saying this is the greatest ever and like screw every hockey. No, this <laughs> is just a cool story. Like yeah. you know, the fact that this this actually happened is is amazing. You know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, this is a, Netflix is coming out with a lot of good shit. The, the Cocaine Cowboys oh, yeah. one is really good. Right. I need I need to finish that one. Yeah, I, I only got halfway through it, but his uh, that guy uh, Billy Corbin who did the uh, who's the director of that one. Uh, he did the the documentary in two thousand six or seven that was really good too. I remember seeing that one. That was more all encompassing though. This one just tells the tale of the two guys, right? Uh, as far as I know, yeah. Yeah. 
All right. Thank you for downloading yet again another Cold Brew Podcast. I am Greg. He is Sorcerer Chromatic. And we like to wish you cheers. Until next time.